and the surah is also known as suratul qalam in the first ayat allah taala says noon wal qalam wa ma yasturun allah taala takes a qasam allah taala is beyond the need to take any qasam and the qasam that allah taala takes is not to convince us or anybody that what allah taala is saying is true because there is nobody more truthful than allah taala so allah taala has no need to convince anybody of his truth but to emphasize to highlight the greatness of what is being spoken about what is being discussed so allah taala takes a qasam on many things in the quran sharif and here in this ayat allah taala takes a qasam on the pen noon wal qalam qasam of the pen wa ma yasturun the qasam of that which it writes so the pen which pen is referred to so abdullah ibn abbas he explains that this refers to the pen of destiny according to one narration that among the first things allah taala created was al qalam the pen itself allah taala commanded it uktub write what should i write write down whatever has been destined allah taala inspired it and it began writing whatever will happen till the end of time and beyond so that pen is being referred to and many mufassirin of the view that it is the pen in general that all the important things of life behind it there's a pen something has been written down something has been recorded something has been signed something has been authorized by somebody's signature most of the important things in life behind it has been some pen so allah taala is taking the qasam of this pen but the pen what it has written among the things the pen of destiny is the greatness of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and therefore nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam allah taala is consoling him that the kind of things that are being thrown at you news that is being hurled against you the various things that are being told to you among which was one of the things that the kufar would call him na'uzubillah majnoon insane they had nothing else but say because first they tried to say he is a poet but they themselves were very well versed in poetry and they could easily make out anybody could make out among them that the quran sharif is not the poet that man made and then somebody said something else to they realized somebody said call him a magician they said the quran sharif this is no magic anybody who has the slightest amount of understanding there is no magic this is something very different and when they could find nothing else to say so eventually they started making this the their the thing that they used allah taala revealed this ayat of the quran sharif to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that ma anta bi ni'mati rabbika bi majnun that with the favor of allah tabarak wa taala you are no insane person Now why did they actually come to this or try to even use this 
they thought that this, how can a person come with a message which goes against all the norms? We are steeped in a certain way of life. We have a certain manner that we conduct ourselves in. And what was their manner? It was idol worship. They were steeped in idol worship. They were in shirk and in all kinds of baseless things. And that was how life was carrying on. Generation in and generation out is carried on. And now one person comes and he is inviting towards something that goes against everything of the, that we have been doing. Everything that we have been holding dear to ourselves. And he is saying that this one Allah who is your creator and sustainer, you must worship him alone. And he is expecting everybody to now follow this. This must be insanity. How can this be ever expected? The person wants to swim against the tide and he's expecting that others must follow also. So they thought this must be a kind of insanity. And this is what Nabi Wasallam was put through these kind of titles, so to say, invert commas. These titles sometimes follow the true followers of Rasulullah also. Those who will stick to the straight and clear. Somebody wants to do his business in a way that doesn't cross the border in any way. He says, but this is, how can this ever work? This must be a kind of madness. You want to run your business without any OD? How can this work in this century? Is there any way that this can happen? You don't have insurance. This is mad. How can you not have insurance? Now, that same thing that Nabi Islam was being accused of, or what kind of title was being put upon him at that time, that everybody is worshipping idols, everybody is steeped in shirk, everybody has a certain way that they are conducting themselves in. And you are calling them away from all this and saying, no, must now worship one Allah? This we can't understand. How can this ever be something that can be sensible now, This was their thinking. And in this time and age also that thinking hasn't left. Some person wants to dress in a way, especially in the case of female dressing, in this time and age, in many situations, people actually write, that how do I handle this? That now I decided to dress in a modest manner, decided to dress observing the laws of hijab. So my own near and dear ones, my own mother, my sisters are saying to me that you are mad. Something wrong with you. How can you expect in this time and age you want to carry on like you're living in the camel ages? So what Nabi Islam was told in that zamana, that hasn't yet left the system in many cases. And still the same thing is being replayed. That when those people who decide to follow haq, follow the true path, follow the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu follow his way of life, then there are those who are detracting from this with that same title. Something wrong with you. Gone off your head. These are the actual words that are people, people are told sometimes. So one lesson this is that Nabi Sallallahu Allah Ta'ala revealed this ayat to him as a kind of consolation. You don't worry about what they are saying. After all favors Allah Ta'ala has blessed you with, that Allah Ta'ala made you the most perfect human being. 
Allah bless you with perfection in every respect. Physically also, mentally also, physically well, in every respect this favor of Allah Ta'ala perfection, until regards this as insanity, then actually this is the reflection of their own insanity. So don't be bothered about that. Don't let that you. This tasalli, that Allah gave to Rasulullah is the consolation for the people till the day of Qiyamah who will be called insane and be called all kinds of things because they want to follow Rasulullah Just as Nabi is being told, don't worry about this. That you do things the right way and people are calling you majnoon, don't worry about it. This is dunya. Life will pass. And unfortunately sometimes, kind of statements and comments to make. But the tasalli and the consolation for Nabi Islam is consolation for you as well. That for you is a never-ending reward that what you are conveying and what you are calling towards that greatness of Allah wa ta'ala, bringing people towards the path of righteousness, bringing people towards Allah wa ta'ala, taking people away from all the evils, from all the food, something that has never-ending reward. And then Allah ta'ala further says, وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَىٰ خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ that indeed you are on a very sublime character. This is part of that great favor of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala has blessed you with this very sublime character. And how sublime? That Nabi Islam himself says that I have been sent for this purpose to bring some things in the Arabs also. They also had many good qualities. They were very, they were very noble qualities. They were very brave, etc. But there were many deficiencies in them as well. Allah Ta'ala sent Rasulullah to perfect this, bring everything to its peak, perfect good character, and show what is the reality of good character. And in every respect, Nabi Islam was blessed with this good character, with this akhlaq. And he explained himself what is the value of this akhlaq that we discussed perhaps on several occasions. Nabi Islam says, nothing weightier on a person's scales of good deeds on the day of Kama, that good akhlaq. Good akhlaq is the thing that is often where we serve. To perform tahajjud the whole night is comparatively easy. To make tilawat the whole day is comparatively easy. But good akhlaq, this is where often we slip. This is where often, despite our tahajjud also we slip. And despite our first saf also we slip. And despite our fasting regularly, nafi fast also, we still come and slip in good akhlaq. So this is what Allah Ta'ala is highlighting. وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَىٰ خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ The most sublime character. For example, regarding the character of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, she describes among various things that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was not sahaban. Lam yakun Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sahaban. He was not somebody who shouted around. Now, might sound like fine, 
What's the big deal about it? This wala sahaban fil aswaq. Let alone elsewhere, even in the marketplace, in the bazaar. Now, we might not understand it easily in our context, though it's not far to understand in any context for that matter. But in a, as we normally would regard it as a fish market, everybody is screaming. Everybody shouting for something or the other, whatever they're shouting for. If Nabi Sallallahu was in such an environment also, everybody else was shouting. Even in such an environment also, he would not shout. So if this is being highlighted, that he would not shout even in a place where everybody, a person who normally doesn't shout anywhere else, he too comes in the marketplace, he's also shouting at the top of his voice to sell his wares. So if Nabi Sallallahu in that kind of place also would not shout, so to a greater extent he would shout, not shout anywhere else. To a greater extent within the four walls of his home he wouldn't be shouting. So now this is akhlaq. That sometimes there needs, there's a need for a reprimand also. Sometimes there's a need for somebody to be advised. There's a need for somebody to be told what is wrong, what is right. But with akhlaq. Nabi Islam wasn't a person who shouted. He didn't bring the roof down. He corrected many, many things. Once Hazrat Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu ta'ala anha, she made a comment, slipped out something. This was part of the process of tarbiyat. And when they learned that listen, they themselves expressed it after that. This is what happened. So once she just made one comment regarding one of her co-wives, a very short person or something. And Nabi Sallallahu reprimanded her very strongly. But strongly in the sense that he said to her, you have said such a thing that if this statement has to be put into the ocean, it will pollute the waters of the entire ocean. So that was a very strong reprimand. But he didn't bring the roof down. He did it with dignity. He did it with akhlaq. Wala sakhaban fil aswaq. So the one thing neither was he somebody that was vulgar by nature. Some people become naturally vulgar. There's no such thing as being naturally vulgar in its essential stage. But people over time they make this such a habit that it becomes their nature. Then the person now he even is trying to change that habit also because he has become conscious that this is wrong but that has become his nature now so every second third word is something vulgar so Nabi Islam was not somebody naturally vulgar he was not somebody who tried to be vulgar sometimes a person is not vulgar normally but now he finds himself in such a circle where everybody is talking like that so he wants to fit in so he also starts now putting up that front and starts using those kind of words. Or oh, for whatever the reasons may be, sometimes on occasion he is now using that kind of languages. Nabi Islam never ever used it. Wala sakhaban fil aswaq, wala yajzi Akhlaq. That he never returned somebody is wrong with the wrong. Now this is that wa inna kala ala khuluqin awim. That you are on a very sublime character. 
walakin yafu wa yasfahu rather walakin yafu he would overlook and forgive he would forgive and overlook these two words separately yafu wa yasfahu af the heart would forgive from the heart yasfah that he would not even maintain any outward appearance of this ever having sometimes says fine i forgive you it's okay but don't ever cross my path in future because that's going to be a major problem if i see you again so nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam forgive it from within and from externally also he'll conduct himself in such a way as if nothing ever happened walakin ya'fu wa yasfahu now this is the akhlaq that nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam had which is being described wa innaka la'ala khuluqin azim in another narration some details are given about his akhlaq and the man conducted himself with people among the various things that are mentioned there qad taraka nafsahu min thalath nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam had totally given up three things never had been any part of it he had nothing to do with things what are the three things now to speak about is very easy listen to it is very easy but let us reflect within ourselves that to what it takes three things been totally else from here nothing to do with things one almira of disputes nothing to do with it after all he was the personality that said that mantaq miraa wa huwa muhiqqun banallahu li baytan fi wasl jannah the person who gives a dispute despite being correct despite being the rightful person allah taala would build him a palace in the middle of jannah so nabi islam had nothing to do with disputes that's disputes was something that he was far away from now very easy to speak about it but to touch upon it details and this is akhlaq this is part of akhlaq and this is what allah taala is describing innaka laqin azim so the three things first one was mira that he had nothing to do mira with disputes argumentations one is arguments about bfs but even arguments disputes about dini issues this too is something to be far away from one is the level of an academic level when somebody is learned enough he has that expertise he will debate some matter with somebody that is between them those who have that expertise now two heart surgeons are debating an issue and whether this particular procedure should be done this way or that way one is saying this way one is saying the other way and it keeps happening among specialists of the field it keeps happening there are two different views both are experts one is saying this is right to go about it the other is saying no not that the other way around in every other field this keeps happening almost every day now two people who are experts in the field are debating something and now somebody like us pitches up there and he wants to also start giving his opinion in the issue say by whether you have an opinion or not your opinion is neem mulla neem hakim khatra jaan your situation is neem hakim like a quack a half doctor so the half doctor he decides to start treating somebody and that is the one way ticket was a cover 
in India, there's Hakims. They, one place there was this system that they had, that any Hakim, if some patient of his died, he had to keep one candle burning outside his door. So anybody knows that, well, this fellow lost one patient, this fellow lost five, this fellow lost 50. So in any case, one person was an outsider, so he came, he needed to get some treatment. So he was looking for a Hakim, so he went around, looked at all the doors. Somebody got 10, somebody 5, somebody 7. One fellow had one. He said, well, maybe this is the right person to go to. So he came to him. During the course of the treatment, while everything was still carrying on in process, he asked him, to date, how many people have you treated? So he said, I treated one person. <laughs> that one person was already gone. So now this, between these experts, this discussion is carrying on, this debate is carrying on, and now we want to put our five cents in there. So is that going to be given any consideration? Is that really fair on us and fair on them? That in a matter that we have no expertise about, we have no knowledge about, we have some smattering of things from Google, some book here and there we read, and now we want to tell the heart surgeons how to go about things. We want to tell the neurosurgeon that this is how you should go about it. I want to tell some other specialist in some field that this is what you should be doing. That is, nobody in no field is that tolerated and nobody regards it as anything sensible. So, so how come when it comes to deen suddenly, deen is free for Anybody and everybody has the right to say whatever they want. Everybody has the right to have an opinion. We don't have a right to have an opinion regarding mundane things if we don't have the expertise about it. About things, if something goes wrong in it sometimes, in some issues, not everything, but some issues are nothing major. If something goes wrong in it, it's a minor something. But even then, we don't take a chance. It's a financial issue. Then we take the financial experts there. We don't start with but When it comes to deen, deen is free for all. Anybody and everybody has the right to have opinion in deen. This is something which is the same mindset that is great, that a person should so-called break shackles of people guiding him to his own thing. Quran Sharif is there for him also. He will open the Quran Sharif and carry on. He will open the Hadith Sharif and carry on on his own. So then the same person when he has a legal problem, then he must open the legal books on his own and go to court himself. Then he goes looking not just for the lawyer, he wants to find senior counsel. And then he doesn't want to find just an accountant, he wants a tax expert. And then he doesn't want just an architect, he wants an engineer with it also. And he doesn't want to do the things on his own calculations, he wants a quantity surveyor also. Then he's looking for every expert in the field. But when it comes to deen, anybody and everybody. So arguments and disputes in deen, this is not everybody's job. This is an academic debate. Those who have the expertise, they'll debate it. But for the rest of us, then the rest of us, the Quran Sharif has given us the guideline. If you want to open the Quran Sharif, then you must open the Quran Sharif and follow it. That Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala clearly gives us the direction that فَاسْأَلُوا أَهَذِّكْرِ إِن كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ that if you don't have the knowledge, then you ask the people of knowledge. So it's one of two situations. Either the person is knowledgeable. Now the definition of knowledgeable is another issue. That what is the meaning of knowledgeable? So now every person will define it on his own. So when it comes to the degrees of dunya, then not everybody has the right to define what is knowledgeable. 
then it will be the standards that are set by whatever authority. They will decide. A person has reached a certain qualification, now he is knowledgeable enough. Now we'll give him the certificate. Then you can go and practice now. And otherwise, without that certificate he goes to practice, we'll lock you up and throw the keys away. Because you have no right to practice. You are not knowledgeable enough. So there is somebody who is setting the standards. When it comes to deen, no standards. Everybody has the right to define what is knowledgeable. So that is not how it works. The person who has the true, correct knowledge of deen that he has gained via that chain of teachers and asatiza that link all the way up to Rasulullah It is not something that comes via books directly alone or via some other sources. The primary source is a teacher and a teacher who has had a teacher and it links up all the way to Rasulullah and without this then this person is in serious problems and all the deviated sects if one traces the roots, then the roots are to somebody who didn't have a teacher. Somebody who thought who can, he can learn on his own. Then what does he need anybody for? He is an expert on his own field. So he had learned the Arabic language maybe very well. So now he doesn't need a teacher in anything else. He can speak Arabic very well. He can understand Arabic well. So that is it. That is the, his qualification now. His qualification to become the Mufassir of the Quran Sharif his qualification to become the faqih and jurist of the time and anything and everything. So this too is not something for us to ever get into. Allah Ta'ala has given us the direction. And every day, every rakat of every uh, every rakat, we got to recite of every salah, we got to recite Surah Al-Fatiha. And in Surah Al-Fatiha, we ask Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, اِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ صِرَاطَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ Ya Allah, guide us to the path of people who you have favored, who have received this blessing from you. Those who are rightly guided and who have been blessed with that knowledge, with that expertise. So the whole deen is based on following. The whole deen is based on following. Allah Ta'ala says, follow the path of those who have turned to me, those special people. Allah Ta'ala sent down four major books, Tawrat, Zabur, Injil and the Quran Sharif. And then there were some smaller scriptures as well, but four major books and more than 100,000 Anbiya Ali Wasallam over time. So the People were the ones who were guiding towards Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. And the book was the direction which they used to guide people with. But the primary guidance came from the personality. And this is a system that will continue till Qiyamah. Allah Ta'ala has laid it down in the Quran Sharif. So for our safety and safe journey to the Akhirat, we have to realize that we have to follow the path of those who Allah Ta'ala has blessed with that knowledge. The fuqaha and those who Allah Ta'ala had blessed with that deep insight in the Quran and Sunnah and with that entire nowadays everything when somebody is going for some treatment so you say well you must go to somebody nowadays previously we never heard it you must go to somebody who does holistic treatment first time I heard about the word holistic I thought it was somebody very holy but then you realize that okay they're talking about somebody who looks at it from every angle 
He's not just looking at something in isolation. So now when it comes to physical treatment, we're looking at somebody who does, has a holistic approach. When it comes to deen, then somebody who has a smattering of knowledge in one aspect only, he'll start, but he's got some expertise in the Arabic language. So now he's free fall. He's got the expertise. No holistic approach required in deen. That a person who has the expertise in all the sciences of deen. So, this ayat, Allah wa ta'ala says, that wa inna that ma anta bi ni'mati rabbika bi majnoon that with the favor of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala you are no insane person and those who are calling you insane this is a reflection of their own insanity that somebody who Allah ta'ala has made so perfect somebody who Allah ta'ala has blessed with all these favors and na'mads if this is called insanity then only the person who is making this kind of comment he can be insane then further Allah ta'ala says that very soon the reality will open out. As we said earlier, that just as Nabi Wasallam was called Nauzubillah Majnoon, those who decide to follow him strictly, they also all kinds of comments keep coming. So the same consolation that Allah gave Rasulullah that same consolation is for the person who follows him strictly. And just as Nabi Islam is being told, فَسَتُبْصِرُ وَيُبْصِرُونَ Very soon, you will also see it, and they will also see the reality. Likewise, those who in this time and age also, will make some comments against you. Say that you're trying to live in the 14th centuries ago, in the Camel Ages, and all kinds of things. فَسَتُبْصِرُ وَيُبْصِرُونَ Very soon, you'll see the reality also, they will see it also. As one couplet goes, one Arabic saying, that when this, this race taking place on a dusty road, so now it's only dust everywhere. Can't see who's riding what. Everything is very misty and cloudy and dusty. And as a result, everybody seeing whoever is shouting something, well, it's see maybe he's the one because he's got the loudest voice. So maybe he's riding the best horse. But soon, then all the dust settles. At some stage, all the dust settles. Now suddenly, becoming apparent that the person who had the loudest voice, we thought he had the best horse, he's riding a donkey. So, now the reality becomes apparent. Now all those who thought they are, they are backing the best horse, now they realize they were following the donkey all the time. So the reality will open out. Allah Ta'ala is saying to Nabi Sallallahu it will open out. You'll be unconcerned about these titles that are being given to you, about all these comments that are being passed. You continue. You continue without any care about what is being said because Allah Ta'ala's favor is upon you. And likewise in this 14th, in this century, 1400 years later, the same principle will apply. That those who Allah Ta'ala has blessed to be following the way of Rasulullah Sallallahu they will hear whatever they hear. But they must continue. Yes, we are insan, we are human beings. As a result, we also get sometimes emotionally affected. We might get a little bit uh, hurt sometimes by people's comments. Sometimes a person might feel isolated. Everybody is in some other thing. They all seem to be enjoying themselves. And because I have decided I'm not going to be part of any mixed gatherings, I go to sit alone. So I'm feeling isolated. Yes, Nabi Islam was also at one time alone. But 
And he has also foretold that Bada al Islamu Gariba. That Islam started off like a stranger. Islam will become like a stranger again. These things will look strange. No mixed gathering? What is the problem? How can this happen? You took all the fun away. Look very strange. You can't dress in these kind of things, all these modern fashions and so on. You sound very strange. What do you mean you can't dress in this? You can't conduct your business with these things, with interest and so on. Very strange. Deen will start looking strange. The things that Nabi Sallallahu gave, initially he was looking strange to people. Where did this come from? These things we never heard about. Then everybody understood it slowly as time went. But now with the time passing, again is becoming strange. Like it was one time. But Nabi Sallallahu says, Fatuba lil ghuraba. That glad tidings to those who accept to be strangers. Who say, fine, doesn't matter. I'm happy with whatever the situation is, as long as Allah Ta'ala is happy. As long as Allah Ta'ala is happy, then I'm not concerned. So this is the lesson that we have to take from this, that we have to follow the way of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, follow that khuluq azim that great akhlaq that Allah Ta'ala blessed him with, and apply this in every aspect of our life, and all the lessons that we discussed, may Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala give me and all of us the tawfiq, fa'akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala Alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جز الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله La ilaha illallah 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 la
دل میں راہ ہو جائے ایک میدان تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے آب و گل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفس و شیتا دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار ناماسیاں تو بھی مگر غفار ہے عرب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بس تادم آخر وردے زبائے میرے الہ Allah, 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 Allah,
ഹമ്മദ്ലമ ഫിദ്ദീനി 
اللهم طهر قلوبنا من النفاق وأعمالنا من الرياء وألسنتنا من الكذب وأعيننا من الخيانة فإنك تعلم خائنة الأعين وما تخفي الصدور إله العالمين يا الله ومسفل الله مسجريشس كائن الله Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive all of our major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, remove the difficulties of the ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahu Al-Alamin, guide the ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahu Al-Alamin, Ya Allah, try to take us towards Sirat-e-Mustaqeem, Ya Allah. Keep us on Sirat-e-Mustaqeem, Ya Allah. Ilahu Al-Alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all the isms, Ya Allah. Save us from all the evils, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all the deviations, Ya Allah. Ilahu Al-Alamin, Ya Allah. You grant us the tawfiq of following the way of life of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, grant us his khuluq azim Ya Allah. That sublime character that you blessed him with, Ya Allah. Ilahu Al-Alamin, bless us with the akhlaq of Rasulullah. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Ya Allah save us from all the things that Nabi Islam has forbidden Ya Allah Ya Allah all the things that are causing pain to his Mubarak heart Ya Allah save us from it Ya Allah Ya Allah how much we have caused difficulty and taklif to him by our a'mal by our actions Ya Allah Ilahu Al-Alamin forgive us this great injustice that we have done Ya Allah Ilahu Al-Alamin enable us to do those a'mal that bring happiness and coolness to the heart of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Ilahu Al-Alamin Ya Allah you become pleased with us Ya Allah Ya Allah you become pleased with us Ya Allah Ya Allah you become pleased with us Ya Allah Ya Allah you make us yours, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you become ours, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah, you become ours, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we have you, we have everything, Ya Allah. We don't have you, we have nothing, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah, save us from all the evils, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, purify our hearts of all the evils, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with your love and muhabbat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Grant us ikhlas, Ya Allah. Grant us taqwa, Ya Allah. Grant us tawazu, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us hilm, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah, grant us truthfulness, Ya Allah. Grant us honesty, Ya Allah. Grant Grant us amanat dari, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin. Grant us all the great good qualities, Ya Allah. Allah, remove all the evil qualities from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. All those who are sick, give them shifaya kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Allah, give them complete and total cure, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. All those in any difficulties and hardships, remove the difficulties, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. Whatever pain and sorrow and grief and tension anybody has, remove it, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill the hearts with happiness, Ya Allah. Allah, unite the hearts of the ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, unite the hearts of families, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who are, Ya Allah, have passed away, Ya Allah. Fill their covers with nur, Ya Allah. Make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Give them the high stages in Jannatul Firdaus, Ya Allah. At the time of our death, take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah, take us on iman kamil, Ya Allah. Take us on tawbatan nasuh, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, make our covers gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, give us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, don't take us to task on that day, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, there is nothing we can present, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, without taking us any hisab and kitab, Ya Allah, send us to Jannatul Firdaus, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah, all those who asked us to make dua for them, Ya Allah, grant them the best of dunya and best of akhirat, Ya Allah. Remove all their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Grant them all ease and afiat, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, all those who are present, you are the know of the unseen, Ya Allah. You are the know of each one's heart, Ya Allah. You know the cry of each one's heart, Ya Allah. You know each one's needs, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill each one's needs from the Ya Allah, fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. 
Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all the good that Rasulullah Sallallahu begged for. Ya Allah, we also begging for all that good, Ya Allah. Whatever Rasulullah Sallallahu sought refuge from, Ya Allah, grant us protection as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khairi ma sa'alaka min hunabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'adaka min hunabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balag wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-ali al-azim wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi Sayyidina Muhammad wa alihi wa sahabihi al-ma'in wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alam